Sri Sai Sacharitra, The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba, A Modern Rendering. Chapter 27 This chapter describes how Baba favored his devotees by giving them spiritual books that he had blessed. His touch consecrated them for reading and other matters. Victory to Sri Sai When a man takes a plunge into the sea, he gets the merit of bathing in all the tirtas and sacred rivers. Similarly, when a man takes refuge at the feet of the Sadguru, he gets the merit of bowing to the Trinity, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, and also Parabrahman. Victory to Sri Sai the wish-fulfilling tree, an ocean of knowledge who gives us self-realization. O Sai, create in us a regard for your stories. Let the readers and audience devour them with the same relish the Chatak bird drinks the water from the clouds and becomes happy. While listening to your stories, let each person and their families have all the sattvic emotions. Let their bodies perspire, let their eyes be full of tears, let their prana be steady, let their minds be composed, let their hair stand on end, let them cry, sob, and shake, let their hostilities and their distinctions, great and small, vanish. If these things happen, that is a sign of the grace of the Guru dawning upon them. When these emotions develop in you, the Guru is most pleased and will certainly lead you on the goal of self-realization. The best way to get free from the shackles of Maya is our complete and wholehearted surrender to Baba. The Vedas cannot take you across the ocean of Maya. It is only the Sadguru who can do so and make you see the Lord in all creatures. Baba Blesses Books The various methods by which Baba imparted instructions have already been noted in previous chapters. Now we shall deal with one aspect of it. It was the habit of some devotees to take spiritual books to Baba that they wanted to study. They considered it blessed after Baba touched it and returned it back to them. They felt that Baba was with them through their daily reading of such books. Once Kaka Mahajani came to Shirdi with a copy of Eknath Bhagavat. Shama took the book to read it in the masjid. There Baba took it from him, touched it, and after turning some pages, gave it back to Shama and asked it to keep it with him. Shama said that it belonged to Mahajani and had to be returned to him. No, no, Baba said. As I have given it to you, better keep it with you for safe custody. It will be of use to you. In this way, many books were entrusted to Shama. 
After some days, Mahajani came again with another copy of the Bhagavad and gave it in Baba's hand. Then Baba gave it back as prasad and asked him to preserve it well and assured him that it would stand him in good stead. Mahajani accepted it with a pranam. Shama studies the Vishnu Sahasranam. Shama was a very intimate devotee of Baba. Baba wanted to favor him in a particular way by giving him a copy of the Vishnu Sahasranama's prasad. This was done in the following way. Once a Ramadasi, a follower of St. Ramdas, came to Shirdi and stayed for some time. His daily routine was to get up early in the morning, bathe, put on saffron clothes, and besmear himself with sacred ashes. Then he would faithfully read the Vishnu Sahasranam, a book with a thousand names in praise of Vishnu, and Adyatma Ramayana, an esoteric version of Rama's story. He read these books quite often. After some days, Baba thought of favoring and initiating Shama with the Vishnu Sahasranam. He called the Ramadasi to him and said that he was suffering from intense stomach pain, and unless he took centipods, the pain would not stop. He asked him to please go to the bazaar and bring the drug. The Ramadasi closed his book and went to the bazaar. Then Baba descended from his seat, came to where Ramadasi had been reading, and took the copy of the Vishnu Sahasranam. Returning to his seat, he said to Shama, O Shama, this book is very valuable and effective, so I present it to you. You read it. Once I suffered so intensely that my heart began to palpitate and my life was in danger. At that critical time, I hugged this book to my heart, and then, Shama, what a relief it gave me. I thought that Allah himself had come down and saved me. So I give this to you. Read it slowly, little by little. Read daily, one name at least, and it will do you good. Shama replied that he did not want it, and that the owner, the Ramadasi, was an angry, obstinate, irritable fellow who could certainly pick a quarrel with him. Besides, being a simple villager, he could not clearly read the Sanskrit letters in the book. Shama wondered if Baba wanted to set him against the Ramadasi by this act of his. He had no idea what Baba truly had in mind for him. Baba must have thought to tie this necklace of Vishnu Sahasranam around the neck of Shama, an intimate devotee even though a rustic, to save him from the miseries of worldly existence. The effectiveness of God's name is well known. It saves us from all sins and bad tendencies, frees us from the cycle of birth and death. There is no easier sadhana than this. It is the best purifier of our mind. It requires no paraphernalia and no restrictions. It is so easy and so effective. Baba wanted Shama to practice this sadhana, even though Shama did not desire it. So Baba forced this on him.
It is also reported that long ago, Eknat Maharaj similarly forced the Vishnu Sahasranam on a poor Brahmin neighbor and thus saved him. The reading and study of this Vishnu Sahasranam is a broad, open way of purifying the mind. This is why Baba thrust it on his shama. The Ramadasi returned soon with the Senapods. Anna Chinchanakar, who was then present and who wanted to play the part of Narda, informed him of what had happened. The Ramadasi at once flared up. He came down at once on Shama with all fury. He said that it was Shama who set Baba to send him away, under the pretext of a stomachache, to bring him the medicine in order to take the book. He began to scold and abuse Shama and remarked that if the book was not returned, he would dash his head. Shama calmly remonstrated him, but in vain. Then Baba spoke kindly to him as follows. O Ramadasi, what is the matter with you? Why are you so turbulent? Is not Shama our boy? Why do you scold him unnecessarily? How is it that you are so quarrelsome? Can you not speak soft and sweet words? You read daily these sacred books and still your mind is agitated and your passions uncontrolled? What sort of a Ramadasi are you? You ought to be indifferent to all things. Is it not strange that you should covet this book so strongly? A true Ramadasi should have no mamata, no attachment, but have samata, equality towards all. You are now quarreling with the boy Shama for a mere book. Go, take your seat. Books can be had for plenty of money, but not men. Think well and be considerate. What worth is your book? Shama had no concern with it. I took it up myself and gave it to him. You know it by heart. I thought Shama might read it and benefit from it, and so I gave it to him. How sweet were these words of Baba, soft, tender, and nectar-like. Their effect was wonderful. The Ramadasi calmed down and said to Shama that he would take Pantratni Gita in return. Shama was much pleased and said, Why one? I shall give ten copies in return. So the matter was ultimately settled. The question for consideration is, Why should the Ramadasi press for Pantratni Gita, a book he never cared to know before? And why should he, who daily reads religious books in the masjid in front of Baba, quarrel with Shama in Baba's presence? We do not know how to divide the blame and who to blame. We only say that, had this incident not happened, the importance of the subject, the efficacy of God's name, and the study of Vishnu Sahasranam would not have been brought home to Shama. So we see Baba's method of teaching and initiating was unique. In this case, Shama did gradually study the book and mastered its contents to such an extent that he was able to explain it. 
Lethal Vision One day, while Kakasaheb Dixit was in meditation after his morning bath in his Wada Achirdi, saw a vision of Vital. When he went to see Baba afterwards, Baba asked him, Did Vital come? Did you not see him? He is very elusive. Hold him fast, otherwise he will give you the slip and run away. Then at noon a certain hawker came with twenty to twenty-five pictures of Vital of Pandapur for sale. Kakasaheb was surprised to see that the form of Vital he saw in his meditation exactly tallied with that in the picture, and he was also reminded of Baba's words. He therefore bought one picture most willingly and kept it in his shrine for worship. Gita Rahasya Baba always loved those who studied Brahma Vidya and encouraged them. To give an instance, one Bapu Sahib Jag received a post parcel. It contained a copy of Gita Rahasya. Taking it under his arm, he came to the masjid and prostrated himself before Baba, where the parcel fell at Baba's feet. Baba inquired what it was. It was opened then and there, and the book was placed in Baba's hand. He turned some pages here and there for a few minutes, took out a rupee from his pocket, placed it on the book, and handed the same with the rupee to Jog and said to him, Read this completely, and you will be benefited. Mr. and Mrs. Kaparde let us close this chapter with a description of the Kapardes. Once Dada Saheb Kaparde came with his family and lived in Shirdi for some months. Dada Saheb was not an ordinary man. He was wealthy and the most famous advocate of Amavrati and a member of the Council of State, Delhi. He was very intelligent and a very good speaker. Still, he dared not open his mouth before Baba. Most devotees spoke and argued with Baba off and on, but only three, Kaparde, Nulkar, and Bhuti, kept always silent. They were meek, modest, humble, and good-natured. Dada Sahib, who was able to expound the Panchadasi to others, uttered no word when he came to the masjid before Baba. A man, however learned he may be in the Vedas, fades away before one who has realized Brahman and becomes one with it. Learning cannot shine before self-realization. Dada Sahib stayed for four months, but Mrs. Kaparde stayed for seven. Both were highly pleased with their shirdi stay. Mrs. Kaparde was faithful and devout and loved Baba deeply. Every noon she brought Naivedia to the masjid, and after it was accepted by Baba, she used to return to take her meals. Seeing her steady and firm devotion, Baba wanted to exhibit it to others. One noon she brought a dish containing sanza, purees, rice, soup, and kheer, and other sundry articles to the masjid. Baba, who usually waited for hours, got up at once, 
went to his dining seat and, removing the outer covering from the dish, began to partake of things zealously. Shama then asked him, Why this partiality? At times you throw away dishes of others and do not care to look at them, but this appeals to you earnestly. Why is this dish brought by this lady so sweet? This intrigues us. Baba then explained, This food is really extraordinary. In former birth, this lady was a merchant's fat cow, yielding much milk. Then she disappeared and took birth in a gardener's family, then in a Shastriya family where she married a merchant. Then she was born in a Brahmin family. I have seen her after a very long time. Let me take some sweet morsels of love from her dish. Saying this, Baba did full justice to her dish, washed his mouth and hands, belched as a mark of satisfaction, and resumed his seat. Then she made a bow and began to shampoo Baba's legs. And Baba began to talk with her and knead her arms, which were shampooing his legs. On seeing this reciprocal service, Shama began to joke and said, It's going on well. It's a wonderful sight to see God and his bhakta serving each other. After being pleased with her sincere service, Baba asked her in low and fascinating tone to chant Raja Ram, Raja Ram, then and always, and said, If you do this, your life's object will be gained. Your mind will attain peace, and you will be immensely benefited. To persons unfamiliar with spiritual matters, this might appear as a polite gesture, but really it was not so. It was a case of Shaktipat, the transference of power from the guru to the disciple. How effective were Baba's words. In an instant, they pierced her heart and lodged there. This case illustrates the nature of the relations that should exist between the guru and the disciple. Both should love and serve each other as one. There is no distinction nor any difference between them. Both are one, and one cannot live without the other. The disciple placing his hand on the guru's feet is a physical or outward vision. Really and internally, they are both one and the same. Those who see any difference between them are still unripe and not perfect. Pranams to Sri Sai. Peace be to all. You've been listening to a modern rendering of Hamad Pant's The Sri Sai Satcharitra. The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba Edited and Narrated by Monica Penaconda For more content like this online, please go to divinelineage.org, saifamily.org, and peacefires.org To learn more about Monica, please go to monicapenaconda.org